Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. G'day, g'day. Hello, welcome Hi. to the podcast. We talked to a very interesting lady today with a very interesting career. She really likes it. I just love people that love their jobs. Yeah. yeah she's like there us. for the, the mm. passion. And it's a like strange us. one to love, yeah. Like us. Yes, I've said yes, yes three times now. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Many of them didn't. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to get in. Yeah. Oh, is that I why you don't love your job? Because you can't get a word in? No. No, I feel like it. Anyway, I, I love get, my job. Get many words in. <laughs> I get the amount of words required to get in. Imagine if we got paid word per word. Yeah. Oh, I'd win. Yeah, you would. Imagine yeah. that. Maybe uh, if guys, it was correct uh, words, I'd be out. <laughs> that last chat went for 15 minutes. <laughs> Shut up, boss. We're talking. Now, just out of curiosity, are any other words worth more money than mm. other words? Mm. Like, Maybe it's know, like Scrabble. There was a, uh, a, a you know always an argument that a comedian get, should get paid laugh for laughs. Like if you go up there and you don't make the audience laugh, you shouldn't get paid. Oh uh, yeah, you a laugh a meter. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But then, if the audience was the one who had to do it through their payment of their tickets, mm. you like I could get this for free, mm. so I'm going to hold this shit in. Get to watch the show. I enjoyed it. They but... have found in the in the number of places that do that, and a lot of Tibetan places do uh, pay what you think uh, it's worth. Mm. And by and large, generally the um, businesses that do that end up making more money than they would if they decided. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because people, pay I just like honesty. I had a situation yesterday where it was like I had my car in for service, and mm. I dropped it off really early at four, and they open at seven thirty. So first off the rank, said I had to be by about ten thirty. Gave a call, and I could hear the panic. And I used to work in the service department. Mm. So they gave a call back and said, oh, we're just checking on the brakes. I was like, that's fine. I'll come pick it up now. Don't worry about the brakes. So I could hear them go, oh, dude. Do you reckon, do you reckon they say brakes because it's important? Like you're not going to stuff around with it? No, because I know what happens is you can then say that that's what's holding it up. Right, right. right? But yeah. it's not the case it's not anyway. The case. Um, so then when I went there later on, I just said to them, I just need you to be honest Was it started. Mm. Right? And she looked at me and goes, nah, not at all. And I went, that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not angry, but it's the whole lying about it yeah. that It'll annoys me the most. Yeah, it'll be 10 more minutes. It's an yeah. hour. Yeah, I was like, I know what the service is. That's like an hour 20 max. Yeah. Mm. And she's yeah. like, yep. <laughs> I was like, cool. Yeah. We're pretty good then. Mm. So you know what I mean? So it's like I would, I would be happy with that service. Mm. No, I get that. Kat sat in the foyer for uh, like half an hour and she went, just any indication how long it's going to be? And like, oh, well, oh, sorry, we'll get that. We'll get onto that right now. Yeah, and, and you're like, no. I think it would be like just transparency mm, would be great. That is great in theory, but I think the attitude of Australians that wouldn't work. No, really, and especially the Tibetan thing, because like you were saying, you pay what you think. No, that was here. I, that was a restaurant in, in the city. Oh, that was here in Australia. Yeah, I think yeah. you were saying it was in Tibet. No, it was a Tibetan restaurant. Uh, right, and, um, Buddhist monks and whatnot. I just mm, know what they're often of... vegetarian, so you always pay mm. more anyway mm-hmm. because you don't realize how cheap. It is. Was there a door fee of eighty dollars per <laughs> head? Though? No, hey, no, wait a minute. No, that was the case. Restaurant. Remember in Sydney, it used to be the same. Do you ever remember? Maybe you're a bit too young. When I lived there, there was a Harry Krishna restaurant. Yes, mm. and you went up the top, mm. and you paid what you wanted for it. It was all vegetarian, and then you sat and mm. watched a movie. With the cushions? Well, I never went to that. No, whereabouts in Sydney? He thought it was too expensive. Uh, Darlinghurst. <laughs> it was. It was upstairs in Darlinghurst, and you just used to pay. What oh you... shit! I thought that was a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the food yeah. was amazing. And yeah. it was, mm. I yeah. like Tibetan food. It's also interesting, isn't it? The thought of people who go, "Oh, that that's really expensive. That restaurant. It must be good." Yeah. But it's steaks a steak. Yeah. Mm. You, know? you can, can't beat a country pub. No. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's true. It's hard to find one now because they're all like city-fied. Mm. Yeah. Go to the Morangandan pub. 
Now it's We of, went to a Toowoomba pub. That was good. But um, all right, what is it called? That would have been in, t- this is just out of town. Okay. Big, Highfields Way. Big Serves, is it that one? Massive. Yeah, yeah it's a it. little country pub, but mm. like good food still, good mm. steaks, but huge meals. Don't eat that day at mm. all and go to the Meringue and You can't Dan beat, pub. oh, do that, there's a place. A route. <laughs> in uh, South Australia. Mm. Handorf. So Handorf is a German town. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's like, I was like, oh. So it has to, it's compulsory that the schnitzel goes over the side. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. How far away is that from Adelaide? Uh, up in the hills, half an hour. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Hundorf, yeah. Mm. And they've got all the boiled lollies and you walk through and I you're love like, boiled lollies. where mm. are we? It feels like you're in Germany. I've never been to Germany. You're in Jadelaide. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, it sounds lovely. Mm. What pub in Toowoomba did you go to? Hmm. Give me uh, a. It was green. It was kind of. Shamrock? Near the city, the uh, it was the first time we actually ordered on the uh, was on, table. Was it actually right in the city or near the city? <laughs> near the city. Near the city. Uh, kind of looked like an old Sizzler setup. You know what I mean? Like there was sort of shopping centres around it. Over near where we'd just been to Newtown, so it was kind of near there. Uh, right over that side of town. What do you mean over that side of town? It's not that big. <laughs> no, well, every town's got a I was side. Like, the place, like, is basically in the city. They're like, no, nah, it's not in the city. No, that's not. That's miles like, it's away from the city. Two streets over. That's nah, pretty much city. Nah, but that's, that's small town mentality. You mm. know what I mean? Like, everything's different. Mm. It was like when I came back here from Sydney mm. and everyone in Brisbane's like, oh, it's 20 minutes drive. I'm like, that's three blocks away if you live in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, you know? True. People in Sydney travel an hour and a half each way to work. Idiots. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's go. Let's roll this podcast. Okay. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? There are people with very different and interesting jobs. Mm-hmm. And this one is one of them. We do this so that, you know, sometimes you've got those burning questions. You're like, I don't know if I can ask that. Is that too rude? And this is your opportunity right now. Yes. On 131060 to ask anything to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, do you class yourself, is it a trauma cleaner or a crime scene cleaner? A uh, trauma cleaner. Okay, trauma cleaner. But it does it does cover sort of both areas. Okay. I guess the first question I'd like to ask is how do you get into this sort of a career? Um, for me, it was something I was sort of always interested in. So I ended up just approaching a company and saying, hey, do you have any work? And they did. So wow. that's how I jumped in. I was speaking to someone and they were saying it's not just like sometimes you might even be called in to do a house that uh, a hoarder lives there. That's actually primarily what we do. Oh, okay. um, it's, that would be sort of 90% of the work that we do, hoarding and squalor. Mm. Do you have to get them to leave the house? Like I could not imagine, like they're, they're a hoarder for a reason. Yeah. If you're throwing out newspapers, that would be so traumatic to them for whatever reason they've decided to keep it do you have to try and get them out of the house um no it's not up to us whether they leave Mm. um ideally they're not there Mm. when we come um because it it can be really difficult and emotional um and especially if they don't have like um like a support person with them Mm. um but sometimes, yeah, they do hang around and it just makes it that little bit more difficult. Yeah, actually, I watched that show, um, Hoarders, where they'd send a crew in. And it is. It's quite, and they need to have a psychologist there because it is a very mental, mental. Uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah. What's the strangest yeah. thing you found in a hoarder's home or most disgusting? 
Oh, God. Um, look, I'm going to say there are more people who urinate into bottles rather than use their toilets oh, wow. than, you would, than you would think. And there are, unfortunately, people who will also defecate on their own floor mm. um, just out of either mental illness or convenience. Yeah. Well, I guess um, if they can't get to their toilet, that <clears throat> might be <clears throat> the case sometimes, would it be? Um, yeah, sometimes, like, their toilet has stopped working a long time ago, and if they haven't had the money to get a plumber to come in and fix it, <clears throat> that has definitely been the case. Um, you know, occasionally you'll find a toilet that's been piled high <clears throat> with... Um, Fecal matter. Wow. Yeah, I was really hoping you were saying books then, but nah. <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to say no. magazines. Um, uh, obviously, you'd need a lot of specialised gear, but can you use the stuff that you use to clean a house up? Can you use it at your house? Like, is your house just like spotless? Uh, yeah, my house is spotless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my house is spotless. I am a neat freak, so yeah. Technically, you know how to get away with murder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because um, because I have access to the chemicals that will clean it all up nicely. Oh. Um, we have discussed that as a as a group at work <laughs> about about what would be the best methods and who we would get in, who would be part of our team with call to to help us out. So even if you have a little bit of blood on a carpet, do you need to lift up the whole carpet to clean what's underneath it? Don't give her too much information, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's just a small amount on a carpet, there are chemicals you can use to remove the stain um, and then you can steam clean over it. Um, larger amounts of carpet that are stained, you are got to just look to cut it out mm. every time. Right. Wow. Okay, well, let, let's open the phones. I feel like there will be a lot of women calling purely because of that whole... Um, you know, crime podcast yes. sort of yeah. thought. Did you do you like those, Elizabeth? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love and I live for those. Oh, yeah. So do I. But and I hate that I love them. Wouldn't Elizabeth be thinking, oh, someone's got to clean that mess up. That's <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, got Donna from Jim Boomba. Donna, you're on the air with Elizabeth. What's your question? Good morning. Do you mind if I ask, what is the pay rate? Hmm. The pay rate, did you say? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, the pay rate is actually really low. Oh. Um, because there isn't a specific banding for what we do, um, it's actually just slightly above minimum wage. Oh, really? I would have yeah. thought you would have been. That's surprising. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I look, would have thought it would be more. Yeah, and look, we always hope for more. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just going to say my boss probably isn't listening to this, so, um, but she's, our belief is she is quite fond of money herself, so <laughs> the, the, the large profit margin is going to her and okay. not to us. Right. Well, that's your next career move, Elizabeth, you know, to run your own business, but sure. I would have, I would have thought, I guess, if there's any government bookings, would that be paid more, or is it generally always private, even if we think that... You know, the government's paying for it because it's no, a... No, the majority, the, because a lot of what we're doing is um, like hoarding and squalor and stuff, a lot of it, like the majority of it is through like the NDIS and stuff. Mm. Um, right. Just as a cleaner, I'm not aware of what the company um, charges. Um, but 
yeah, as the cleaners, we get paid minimum wage. Right. Just above minimum wage. Mm. If you were cleaning up from, you know, a horrific sort of death or something, that's, I guess, why everyone's thinking. Well, yeah, because I would have thought that you'd get more money for the, I guess, for the counselling even. Mm. Um, Well, when, if if it's an on call job, so as in every week, different or every night different people are on call so if you are called out during the night mm. um it's it's a higher it's a higher rate for that okay um and there is an extra five dollars an hour for cleaning up um what's considered biohazard material wow. so if there had been a murder and you're cleaning up blood mm. and stuff um but fortunately here in Melbourne, there isn't too much. And I'd say just across Australia, mm. we don't have those sort of massive violent deaths and no. murders and stuff. So there isn't a lot of that sort of work mm. in the job. Right. Okay. Interesting. It's a good point. Uh, Scott in Cleveland, you're on with Elizabeth. What's your question? Good morning, Elizabeth. Do you mind if I ask, how long does it take to clean an average crime thing? Um, look, it, it depends, but... Not more than a couple of hours. Mm. One of the hardest things to clean from a crime scene is actually fingerprint dust. Oh, really? That's annoying. Yes. (laughs) So the police come in and do all that and then you... Oh, wow. Oh, the fingerprint dust is a nightmare to clean. (laughs) It's like... It's like it just keeps shifting and like almost like it's magnetic and it yeah. just keeps running away from the clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, hey, we know he did it. Don't bother dusting. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. Yeah. Sometimes you sort of look at it and think the police have been in there throwing a fingerprint dust party. It's like mm-hmm. it's everywhere. <laughs> Kelly, what's your question for Elizabeth? Good morning. Do you mind if I ask, when cleaning up a crime scene, have you ever found anything to help investigate? Oh, to help the investigators, something that they might have missed. Uh, no. No. Oh. No, that, that's <clears> never <throat> happened. The, the police are always really thorough, so by the time we get there, hmm. it's it's really just, you know, the mess that's left. So. It's not like you're sweeping under a couch and a gun pops out. <laughs> no. No. Guys! Although, although, we have, although we have found things on hoarders' jobs that have required us to call the police. Ah, right. Oh. And, you know, just, you know, like the odd firearm and, mm. and drugs right. locked in a cabinet and you're just like, well, I think somebody else needs to know about this. Mm. Yeah. We are on with Elizabeth. She is a trauma cleaner, um, so she cleans up uh, hoarders' houses and crime scenes. You can ask her anything right now. All right, Sam and Greenbank, what's your question? Um, morning, guys. Do you mind if I ask, do you find what you do traumatising in any way? No. No, not for me. Um, and potentially because I have listened to so many podcasts <laughs> and like the crime podcasts and the crime documentaries mm. and... I used to buy um, these UK magazines that were um, that specialised in crime. So maybe I've desensitised myself to a lot of it. Mm, which um, is good. Yeah. Mm. Um, you do feel, when, you, when you're cleaning up for some hoarders, you do feel very sorry for them. Mm. Um, but then once you come home, you just have an immense sense of gratitude for your own life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's mm. Interesting look. Chantel in Norman Park. Uh, last question. What do you want to ask, Elizabeth? Hey, Elizabeth. Um, do you mind if I ask, how would you actually get away with murder doing the cleaning? <laughs> what, what have you learned, Elizabeth? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, what, 
Well, what what I've learned is to, and I'm not sure I should say this on air mm. because what if I'm giving people ideas? Well, we hope that people don't have the idea. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I don't well let's just preface this by me. saying, don't murder, please, <laughs> anyone. This don't, is, don't kill anyone. Yes, but because you you will eventually get caught. Yes. but yeah, as the perfect crime, I would say don't don't do anything that involves blood. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> like just, just you know, eliminate the mess before you start. What are you doing? You put yourself out of work. You don't, yeah. don't tell people that. <laughs> She'll always have a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll always be work. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elizabeth, a trauma cleaner. Uh, thanks for coming on for Do You Mind If I Ask. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you've just joined us and you want to hear the whole chat, it's going to be up on the listener app uh, in our podcast straight after the show. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I had a parcel delivered to our house yesterday, and I get a lot of stuff online. I know that's silly, but even uh, toilet paper had run yeah. out at the shop, so I get it on eBay. Or you get it on Amazon, next day delivery. Mm. So I do love a bit of a parcel. And as soon as they come, the kids open them because they get so excited. And even if it's nothing, they just play with the box. So a big parcel arrived yesterday. Mm. I was like, I just don't remember buying it from that place. And I looked it up and it was like Kensington. It was some homewares. And Ooh. I had to look back my eBay. Peters of Kensington? Yes. Do you know yeah. it well? It's from Sydney. Is it? I know Peters yeah. of Kensington. Oh, mate, there's a lot you don't know about this it's little dark horse. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's like la-di-da homeware stuff. Like right. I think like Hampton Styles, yeah, is it? Yeah, that's yeah, why he knows yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've Esther heard would have it. bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had this um, this parcel arrive and I was like, I don't remember. I had to go through my eBay check. Mm. I was like, I don't think so. And the kids were like, no, it says f- <laughs> so do you want me to dump that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay we're, we're back. Sorry. We're back live. <laughs> if anyone ever wanted to know where they could go and say good day to Abby, she just said her street address so live on air. So, you know, anyway. People don't know this. Um, we were just chatting. <laughs> there's, there's audio that's meant to play, but it cut out. Yeah. I'm a bit tired. I'm dumped, sorry, guys. Yeah. I dumped anyway. what Abby just said on the radio, which was her address. Yeah. <laughs> and all my other details. But anyway. <laughs> Do you want me to finish talking or you don't trust me? Totally recording? up to you, but we are we are completely live with no delay, so, so no I, I can't cut anything else out so anyway, of the show. So anyway, you were again. there. At- <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I can continue. I think. I'm just not. I'm not very good today. Uh, but I, w- I was saying it, that that's that's our address, so it mm. should be here. Mm. But the name was wrong and there was yeah. a phone number, so oh, I thought I'd give it a call. And I kept trying to call and she kept hanging up because, you know, different number, whatever. Mm. And then I um, I finally got through to her and I was explaining it was here. She goes, oh, that is mine. Mm. But it's supposed to go to my sister's house. And I Googled mapped her house, so uh-huh. I should have known. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I think I know which one that is. So oh. I'll go down and, and say hi. And I said, this is a good opportunity for me because I haven't met the neighbours. Do you guys know your neighbours? All their names? Not every single one. You mean like everyone on the street? I yeah. classify your neighbours are technically the people on each side of you. And that's you? Uh, well, I know, I know I know them. One, two, three, four, five, five or six. Not the whole street, but yeah. it's a long street. That's what I thought. It's a yeah. long street. Yeah. And then I went to go and deliver it, and the guy was just on the front patio, so I was, like, explaining. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. I said, by the way, I should we should introduce ourselves. I actually feel really rude. You mm. guys have lived here for a while. We never have. Um, um, so I'm Abby, and I live there. And he goes, oh, Scotty's wife. And I went, yeah. And I walked back into home, and I'm like, <laughs> Do you know them? He goes, yeah, lovely people. He knows all of their names, and yeah. I don't know anyone. Like yeah. I haven't met anyone. I don't know how. Why am I? Because he's the, the friendly, neighbor that he's a friendly neighbor, friendly and you're the grumpy guy. wife who yeah. never leaves the house. Yeah. I know. But when have I had an opportunity? Like, how does he to have walk an opportunity? Two houses down. I don't know. It must be tough. 
<laughs> when is would he? he would when you is he catching up with the neighbours? When you go neighbors? to the IGA and stuff, you'd walk past their houses. No, I don't see anyone. Mm, that's the, they see you coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, in, in your defence, though, he's told them he's, all about you. Uh, <laughs> you're inside looking after the children yeah. when he's outside working, doing jobs, Pottering. and yeah. then so he, that's when he gets to have a good old chat. If so he, you would do the same if you like gardening. Yeah, I know heaps more people in our street than Esther, but that's because she's inside with the screaming children. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I might, I might for, be the potterer. I yeah. might go around and have a chat to the neighbours. Mm. It's the same for me at Twelve Furberg Street. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that. That's, everyone knows your address, mate. It's the one on the top of the hill, flagpole, opposite the bookshop, Maserati. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> you've said that before. Helicopter pad. Helicopter pad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, water slides. <laughs> Did you get the water slides put in, did you? Yeah, I figured, why not? New ones. It's our forever home, we may as well. (laughs) They came from Amazon when they shut down. They go into the panic room. (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Tomorrow it is happening as the Lions take on the Cats at the MCG and Cam Rayner from the Lions joins us. Morning. Good morning, guys. Great to chat to everyone again. This is so, so pumped and it was so exciting that obviously you're back after a suspension. You played um, last week. We just want to recap your dad, John, um, in the sheds after uh, Channel 7 had him on there. He was the one that was sort of, there was no one else around him Mm. and he was dancing and Mm. doing a few choice moves. Nice. This is him. There's this guy here going a little bit berserk at the moment. I'm not sure who he is. Daniel Rich, as we see, watch this guy. Who is that guy? That's Cam Rainer's old man. That's Cam Rainer's old man. <laughs> bit of passion there. Uh, no, he loves it. Big Johnny Rainer. I'm not sure the coach would agree with that, but anyway, it was exciting. Get a dog up ya, Cam. <laughs> is that a common saying in your household? <laughs> No, he's, um, he was pretty pumped up after the game, old Johnny Boy, but um, nah, the boys love him. He's a bit of a cult hero, so it's good to have him there. Should say, too, for those you know who are saying, oh, get a dog up, yeah, it is actually, mm. um, for those who don't know, because it's said <clears throat> widely, it means have an alcoholic beverage, the Urban Dictionary says. Yes, we knew that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Some uh, say... I've been doing it wrong. Derived from hair of the dog. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do after the game last Friday? Because, you know, it's exciting and you, you can't really celebrate because you've got, you mm. know, this week to look forward to. Yeah, no, you don't get much sleep, that was for sure. Um, we got back to the hotel at about, um, probably about 12.30, and there was actually a, a group of Lions fans that followed the bus back to the hotel, um, which was pretty cool. We got off the bus, and they were all waiting for us, so we got to see them, and um, yeah, we ended up just jumping back on the plane the next morning, come back to Brizzy, and as you said, it's so exciting, but it's focus pretty much switches straight to this week. Mm. And there'll be a few people back in this game, including uh, Joe Danaher, who uh, missed it because he had to go, well, of course, to the birth of his child. But I think everyone was like, wait a minute, no, because no one really knows much about his personal life because he likes to keep it private. But there was a lot of rumour that either the coach didn't know, but Chris Fagan did know, right? Yeah, yeah, he did know. It was, um, I think the baby came nearly two weeks early, so. Uh, yeah, right. Was, oh, yeah, we were preparing for him to... Um, to, to miss, but um, he shot off the morning of the game and um, Tommy Fullerton got a phone call at Brecky and said, you're in, mate, so get ready. And, um, yeah, um, you know, we made the right decision. You've got to be there for the first 
Yeah. But maybe if it was your second one, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I can't. 100%. You can't do that, Cam. Do you reckon Imagine he would still the child <laughs> if it was the grand final? Mm. Do you reckon he would have still gone? Uh, I don't know. To be honest. There was actually a conversation about the boys. I was having a conversation with my partner, and she wasn't happy with what I said, so I wouldn't think <laughs> that. Was, and there's a lot of commentators as well trying mm. to do the right thing because back in the day, you know, when they were playing, you would always you would never miss a game no. for anything. And now, you know, rightly so, it's family first. Mm. But you heard a few of the commentators going. Well, you know, there's not really much he could do there, was it? Um, <laughs> and you were like, dude, you can't say that on TV, but they're all sort of thinking, what is he going to do, catch yeah. the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the day, though, it is like we love it and it means everything. It's still a game to us. It is. Yeah. The, the, the first thing you want to do, like you want to be there for your first child. So um, we reckon he made the right decision. And I think he got there with half an hour to spare. So yeah. it's like, Oh, we did. Mm. Oh, lucky. Yeah, and everyone won, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah, we were, well. we were thinking about the last time that the Brisbane Lions were in the prelims. Well, it was 2004 when they were in mm. the grand final, and we worked out that you would have been four, four? years of age. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is crazy, and um, we were even talking about it last, like, if you're bad for the Melbourne fans, because we haven't been able to probably play our best footy down at the MCG, and that's why last week was so special, mm. and we've been able to with them, and to see how excited they were um, and be able to do it again this week and hopefully the week after. It's it's really exciting. A few things that happened in 2004. So this is when John Howard was Prime Minister. Yes, great guy. Um, Jennifer Hawkins wins the Miss Universe contest. Mm-hmm. This one blew my mind, Cam. Facebook was invented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy, man. Yeah. So there's never been nah. the Brisbane Lions won the GF Facebook status ever done? Well, if we win the best uh, the grand final this year, guys, I'll be the first one to put it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy, eh? That is crazy. No Facebook memories. I'm no, kidding. and like you said, you know, not winning at the MCG since like 2014, mm. that's all yeah. your family camp because they're in Victoria and I know they go to all the games. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, there's so many boys from Victoria in, in this team. So that's the, I guess, the the emotions were so high last week um, after the game in the change rooms. All our family and friends were there. And um, it was just such a special moment. And as I said, to touch on it, to do it again this week and hopefully the week after, it would just be awesome. Actually, so there was that 18, 18 years ago, we say? <clears throat> 2004, we're saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that, oh, is that the year you started here, Steph? <laughs> no, uh, just missed, 2005. Oh, my gosh. That is a long time ago. They haven't won since I've been on radio. Coincidence? Who knows? (laughs) Usher released, yeah. That was the song that he released in 2004. Wow. Oh, and Steve Irwin uh, dangled his baby in front of a crocodile. Was that that year? Yeah. I remember it like it was 2004. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Cam, we are all behind you guys, mate, uh, and in particular... Abs over here. She's yeah. she's been a, been a man, been up. She's been yeah. down. She's, she's been, been wrong. She's been right. I just love yeah. you guys so much. So it's it's very exciting. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, guys. We're looking forward to um to getting out there, and uh, we love the support, and hopefully we can get the win for you. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to seeing your dad on telly after the win. <laughs> uh, good on I'll you, buddy. You next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. There he is, Cam Rayner from the Brisbane Lions on the air with us. And don't forget the Brisbane Lions, they take on the, Ge- the Geelong Cats. It's tomorrow, 7.50. Y'all will watch it live. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow, guys. Indeed it is. Here's some of your answers. Garlic, goldfish, golf, and goldfish. Rattle. 
Stab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. La Nina is on the way. A third consecutive La Nina weather event. Yeah, you heard it there. Highly unusual third La Nina weather event heading our way. And they're saying it could mean that the floodwaters will return and they'll be just as bad as they were uh, in February this year, I believe. Now, the bombers just declared this this week, but people that were on the ball way earlier than that are the Higgins storm chasing guys who actually said this last week or two. And joining us now to talk us through what this could mean is Thomas from Higgins storm chasing. Morning, Tom. Morning. Thomas, why did the bomb take so long if you guys have been talking about it for a while? Uh, to defend them a little bit, they do have uh, some different protocols. They, they have different bits of red tape that, and higher thresholds that they have to follow. Mm. Um, there is a, a fairly extensive guideline as to when they de- can declare something. And um, for us, we, we don't have that. Mm. Um, and yeah, we we saw the signs there, and we saw uh, all the US protocols in particular uh, coming to fruition months ago. Mm. And the US doesn't have as strong of a of a threshold as Australia, um, but the writing was on the wall as we believed. Mm. So, what are you thinking? If I, if I'm sitting here and I am a homeowner in one of those suburbs that got fl- flooded last time, what's your advice? Well, the first thing is to not to not freak out over La Nina being declared. Uh, it it never guarantees flooding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is every chance we don't flood, and that would be amazing because obviously none of us want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. I think everyone in Southeast Queensland got affected by at least one of the events. Um, the thing that we are already noticing though is that the water table is extremely high. Right. And that's because we have had above average rainfall through winter. So we experienced the floods, the ground was still saturated, and it never has actually had a chance to go back to what would we consider a normal state. Mm. Um, even throughout winter, um, I'm now back out at Toowoomba, and we've had the odd storm day here and there, but five mil five mils in my backyard is leaving puddles for days. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, mm. we, had, we had 50 mils on Friday and I've still got soaked mud in my yard. Yeah. So that's the ominous sign that we're seeing that all the every rain event from now on will be a precursor to potentially something bigger. And hopefully that doesn't eventuate, but it's going to be one of those building blocks and <laughs> The longer it rains and the longer it doesn't flood, the closer we are to a flood. Looking for a silver lining in this, uh, I would say if you're saying, and, and you're right, the ground is sodden, no one's, no one's wrung the sponge out since the last event, would, that would have to, and correct me if I'm wrong, that would have to significantly decrease our chance of bushfire this season. It can do. Ah. Um, <laughs> it, it can do. And I think a lot of people do think that, that once... Once we start to flood, then we can't have a bushfire. Mm. And it should decrease the risk overall, but the risk will still not be nil because we do have a lot of fresh growth there. Mm -hmm. Um, It it only takes the right day uh, for bushfires to erupt. Mm. Um, You know, just because we are in La Nina doesn't mean we won't have those 35 and 40 degree days. All of a sudden, if we get 40 degrees and a dry, westerly, strong wind, 
maybe even a thunderstorm or two mm. and they put down some dry lightning that that's already the right ingredients um, it's Australia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Thomas, I know you exactly. say you don't yeah. want everyone to be alert, but I guess it's just that fear of what has happened. And when you hear that, exactly. a lot of people go, oh, gosh, not again. And we were even talking back in February that so many people got flooded that never got affected back in 2011. So regardless, hearing this, it is a need, I guess, for people to be as prepared as they possibly can still. Absolutely. Uh, and And while we can't guarantee a flood, what I was saying before about the ground being soaked and everything still, it it will essentially mean that we don't need as much rain as last year to flood. Um, we received a phenomenal amount of rain last year, and I, I already know that we're probably in the top five of annual rainfall accumulations already, and we've still got the rest of the year to go. Wow. Um, so we did receive a ridiculous amount of rain and it did happen in a short period of time over about a, a six to eight week period there mm. we don't need to see that again to flood right um we're all every time we get 50 or 100 millimeters it will show uh we just have to hope that that individual event doesn't cause any issues okay well, let's, um, if you're listening to this and you are one of those people who were affected in the flood, like maybe your house flooded um, in the last um, lot in February, 131060, if you could call us, we want to know just where things are at for you and if, the, if this is going to affect you, you know, especially your insurances. Well, I always think of your mum and I know that you, uh, you know, flooded and you're like, we don't know what we'd do again this time. And it is hard for so many people. And I've had mm. a lot of friends go, we did get flooded. And mm. to be honest, we want to move. We've had enough. Yeah. yeah. But they were waiting for this to finish, I guess, for people, in all honesty, to feel comfortable about going back into that region. Well, and think- then insurance premiums, people are like, yes, you can get insurance, but it's so expensive. It goes up if yeah. you've been flooded. Related. If, mm. if those same places flood again, I, my heart would break for those homeowners because everyone's thinking, I'll wait 10 years to sell again. Yeah. Mm. That one will stick for a while. But, and, and now, and rightly so, if anyone's thinking about, you know, renting or buying, you look at the map, the yeah. flood map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 13, 10, 60, if you were affected in February um, and hearing this news, um, what's it going to be like for you? Uh, Thomas, we're always on the Higgins Storm Chasing Facebook page and you can sign up to you guys as well to get alerts um, straight away on demand. So thanks for your time, mate. Not a problem. Peter and Hendra, the announcement of another La Nina, what did it mean to you? Uh, It's frightening and it's soul-destroying because we've just bought a property last year and it was affected in February. Mm. So So you bought it before the flood? We bought the flood, never flooded before, and then it flooded. And and you're still not in it now? No, no, another at least six months. Wow. So yeah. we had to go and find a rental property. We've had to now prepare if it happens again. We don't know what will happen. Mm. Do insurance help you pay, I guess, mortgage repayments or is anything like no. that? No. Okay. No, they pay our rent, mm-hmm. but um, we're now just dealing with insurance and companies to rebuild, but it's just so delayed and they're not sort of helping mm. and to that- get us in there quicker. That feeling of helplessness too, because that's that's one of the things with a lot of weather events, but mainly flood, it, it, nothing you can do can, can control it, and you just have to watch the water yeah. hurting your house. You know, it's a horrible feeling. You just watch it come in, and you can't do anything to mm. make it better or fix it or stop it. Mm. Well, thanks for your call. Uh, Michelle's there in Fairfield. Hi. Hi. Now, you're also still not back in your house from the last lot. No, 
we're not. Our house is just a little shell, um, and they're still like a little Dr. Seuss quote in the kids' room, <laughs> left really up high on a wall. Um, and there's like five of us where we, we've actually been kind of lucky in that insurance paid for for our um, current rental, but mm-hmm. we're, we're out of that rental in like a couple of weeks. And uh, the uh, I'll be going back, family of five, going back with my mum and dad, no. shacking up with them. <laughs> and I think what's so, going to be yeah. hard for people is we're already in a, a housing crisis at the moment. That's true. Mm. So some people have been able to get back home. If those houses go under again, they'll be back out mm. and it's going to be even tougher, right? Oh, it's an absolute vicious cycle. I mean, the government is trying to help out at the moment with uh, their flood resilient package. Yeah. But I think there's just so many people um, in demand for that package and they just they can't keep up with the demand with the amount of people that want it. We only had an assessor out the other day. Mm. And by the time we get builders and shortage of supplies mm. and everything, there's such limited availability of people to actually help you out and... Um, strict building regulations in Queensland where I think people from interstate can't even come and help you build mm. because of licensing rules. So there's just so many difficulties that people are facing. Um, and That's to lift and, it, yeah? When you say flood resilience? Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to try and lift it where we are. But, I mean, chances are we've still got a few bits and pieces in there. But yeah. if it floods again, the limited stuff that we that survived is probably going to end up going as well. Mm. Um, and so... You know, some, sometimes you just got you got to try and laugh through it, but you can't. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a lot of pressure. I think it was even it was at least more that a lot of people were saying that there's a lot of pressure, I guess, for the government to either buy back some of the places or why they approved it mm. as well. But the the amount of affected places is just too much. Uh, some insurance companies said they won't insure a more anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just can't they just do won't it. do it. Mm. But then where do you go? <laughs> Well, especially your, your school's there, your life's there, your yeah. work's there. Mm-hmm. You can't pick up a whole city and plop it somewhere else, mm-hmm. can you? No. Hey, we're all moving. Who's in? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah in Burpengarry East, what's your story? Hi, I work in the flood restoration industry and we are anticipating the worst. This is my first massive storm season in Queensland in the resto industry mm. and we're anticipating the worst. We're getting our shed ready, we're getting our vans ready, we're hoping that this doesn't turn out like February event, but it's going to be a, a big one. For mm. those houses that are still vulnerable at the moment, definitely in the next couple of weeks, especially when it starts to rain, pick things up high, prepare your house with sandbags, get drainage right, make sure everything in the roof is okay, no blocked gutters, mm. clear things away from the house. It's Hopefully not going to be as bad as February, but we're definitely planning for it to be worse. Right. Well, plan for the mm. worst, hope for the best, huh, Sarah? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What will you do with your mum's house then in Oxley? Because I know that you live there and there's so many people that are affected, yeah. but there's like certain streets that are mm. low-lying and then you've yeah. got, you know, up on the hill, it's fine. But what will you do? Will you act quicker? Because you guys yeah. already did. No, well, last time we didn't think, you know, we were like, oh, we don't think it'll it'll come in. Mm. And the two ends of mum's house uh, street floods before anything. So um, the the back neighbour doesn't know this yet, but I already told mum I'll just cut down the fence at the back mm-hmm. um, and we'll just, anything she wants to save, my cousin's got a couple of trucks, he's a so builder. Just put it in there. We'll just load it up and go. The issue we had last time, though, was we sort of had that thought, 
but it never stopped raining. Yeah. yeah. So but the, you're just going to have to do through it. I think a lot of people go, I don't want to be ridiculous. I don't want to over, you know, overreact and move it all. But at, when you've had the experience, you're like, I yeah. just have to do this yeah. time. Yeah, better be safe than sorry. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What is the secret of this enchanted book? What wonders are hidden within its pages? There is a book that's taking the world by storm at the moment. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. It's called The Adventures of Dylan Helbig's Christmas, written by Dylan himself. What? Written by Dylan <laughs> himself. Yeah. Dylan his own self. Because oh, his name's not himself. No, his name's oh, Dylan okay. Helbig. Right. But he's wrote his book and it's by Dylan himself. Right. And it's by an eight-year-old kid. Okay. Okay. His uh, grandma gave him a journal mm. and he decided to do this with it. Taking an empty journal, a gift from his grandma... And me unwrapping a Nerf gun. ...and filling it in just two days. Even though it has 81 pages. He filled it in uh, two days and it has 81 pages. What a trooper. And then do you know what he did? Mm-mm. He took it down to his local library and he hid it in the shelf. And he put the, li- the um, book in the library because he's always wanted to have a book that he wrote in the library. Brilliant. Yeah. And his mum called the library and said, look, Dylan the idiot himself has snuck a book into your library. Sorry, just send it back. And they were like, no, 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 no. This is where books live. This book can stay in our library and people can come and rent out this book. So in two days, what has he actually written in there or is it just pictures? Well, let's find out what's in the book. So you're in the book. Yes, I am in the book. Who else is in the book? My mom. Who else? Santa. Who else? A giant turkey. Okay. <laughs> we know why mum wants the book back. She's in it. <laughs> what has what he is written? What it's fantasy. It's not real. He didn't repeat what I said exactly. Well, I don't want to give too much away for spoilers, but um, he does go into slight detail into what occurs in the plot of the book. So first he decorates the tree. And the star has a bomb. No, I think someone overnight put a bomb in there and it just exploded. And... I get sucked into the portal, and I go into the the very first Thanksgiving. Ah, the giant turkey. Everything about it was a, a bit crazy. Got it. Wasn't that from a movie where they go back to find out where the first turkey was and they pardon it? Not that I'm aware of. It's a cartoon. Oh. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh. Are you saying he played your eyes? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but, so he's put it in the library, and they've said, well, it can stay in our library. Here is the best part of the story. It now has... Do you want to go borrow this book? Uh, Would you be interested? Uh, yeah. Would you be interested in borrowing what, this What, is it book? being published now, or is it still no. just the one book? Just still the one book. So it's got a waiting list, has it? It has a waiting list. <laughs> How long do you think it has a waiting list for? Uh, two what? years. Higher. What? Yeah. <laughs> so after just... it's gone on, it's obviously been on the local television it has station. in America. So yeah. Uh, yeah. like four years. Four years. You cannot rent out Dylan Hisself's own book for four years because the good people of his town are like, we're getting behind this kid. I don't reckon we're it will gonna... last. What do you mean? Well, you know when it's taken out from the the library so long and there's pages that are ripped and no, yeah, yeah. and no one returns library books no. anyway. So no. I think I've still got one from my childhood. Well, Can't it. go back to that library. And you might be wondering uh, how he knew how to write a book, how, how he knew what to put in the book. I know some of the words. Yeah, because some of the words are my sight words. They were his sight <laughs> words. Can't wait for the movie. <laughs> 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The Queen's coffin, I believe, has left the palace and now it's in Westminster. Is Uh that correct? And they've got like a, I guess the family is doing a little bit of a service. She entered and there was a choir singing. But I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with the Fab Four. The Fab for the, not the Beatles. No, they're they're called the Fab Four, the new Fab Four. Talking about uh, William and Kate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Harry and Meghan. Mm. Are they being called the Fab Four? Yeah, they're the Fab Four. They're back. Yeah, they were sort of, you know, I guess they always went to (laughs) events together. Mm, Uh, But William and Kate are always in the front, and then you've got Meghan and Harry in the back. I don't know why William's got a sword and Harry doesn't. That'd be a royal thing, the title, because he had to wear his he had to wear a mourning suit, not his uh, regalia as well, because he's not in the royal family anymore. And because Harry's oh. the youngest, he can't be trusted not to stick <laughs> someone with it. Same You're as too Andrew. young, Harry. So as they're walking in, mm. um, Harry has a hand free to hold Meghan, mm. uh, but William can't because he's got his hand on his sword the whole time, mm. and then he's got like the little booklet. Mm. So he's got the sword and the booklet, and he he doesn't let go of the sword the whole time. Mm. I love all the. Like the pomp and ceremony. Yes. Mm. Do you yeah, reckon they... William, when no one's mm. watching, pulls it out and goes, Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, look at this. Look at this, darling. Zoom. <laughs> Maybe for the first few years. But like for him, he's probably like, uh-huh. I did stab oh, with a sword. Oh, yeah, but you... I don't care how old I am. Pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. Throw something at me. Zoom. Anyone got a tomato or a shoe? But you're born a prince, so you've always yeah. had to. Remember there was that whole hoo-ha as well with Ed Sheeran got sliced. Sliced, so we weren't allowed to talk we about it. We weren't allowed to talk about it. it. Mm. Uh, but that was that's rumoured to be from Harry. So maybe that's why mm. Harry, they're like, Harry, you know what happened last time we had a sword. You've, you've lost your sword licence, Harry. Yeah. yeah. confiscated it. Yeah. I reckon he'll enter the royals again. He'll you're come reckon? back into the fold, yeah. Oh, now that's happened. When he's got a sword, we know. Yeah. He's back. Mm. <laughs> that's, that words to live by, Maddie. <laughs> But all the, do you know that all the ladies have to wear pearls? <laughs> do they? Pearls? Have you not seen all the earrings? No. So all all of them are wearing pearls. Megan has done a, a great thing. She's started to wear the pearls that the Queen gave her. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Because the Queen loved pearls. Well, kind of. Mm. She just always wore, wore them out of respect. To oysters? Pearls were supposed to represent tears. So that's why they wear all the pearls out of respect. And often, uh, any queen whose partner had died or any royal that died, they would wear the pearls as a sign of respect constantly. So that's why they're all wearing them. But it does feel like Megan's wearing it kind of, you know, when you have your mother in law coming over and you're like, oh, which vase did she give us? Put that one out. (laughs) Yeah, put the kids in the ugly clothes that they never wear, but she's coming. So quick, (laughs) whack it on. Although, this is something that we, as as common, as the mm. common people uh, could get behind because it'd be a good say you, you're going to the funeral mm. you got to buy pearls so when your mum dies you should say what do you what do you need yeah. and then she can say oh Scotty I need everyone to be wearing an evening gown at my funeral and then you have to go and buy an evening gown and he can't be upset yeah well mum always said that she wanted her funeral song to be red red wine by UB40 yeah mm-hmm. I was like okay because she loves it so much oh, like she just red likes wine. red wine mm. I mean that's where I got it from but like I just didn't know if it was appropriate rock it up um, Eskimo Joe black fingernails red wine yeah yeah yeah, I could. When does she want it there? As they're walking her casket in? So everyone's I, I like... I guess so, yeah. Or when everyone's sort of, of happier song, crying. Yeah. yeah, well, she doesn't really... <laughs> I love you, Mum. That's <laughs> what she wanted. Beth, don't leave me, Beth. <laughs> Beth, I love you. Don't you have, leave me, Beth. You have to serve goon at her wake too, would you? 100%. Well, they do have goon during the week, not the expensive wine. Put the casket in the casket. Up. $10 bottle wine on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Dav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. I still haven't got my smell back since COVID. Oh. Like I'd say it's maybe half there. Really? Yeah. So my friend's given me the details of a naturopath that I'm going to today and apparently she's supposed to help me get my smell. Mm. But I don't know how, but a naturopath is just so wholesome. So I feel like I've just been like toxing up before I go, like oh, more coffee, right. more all the stuff that they'll probably ban just before I go to see her. Like going on a bender before going yeah. to rehab. <laughs> That's healthy. All been there, right? <laughs> so yeah. Why well, did the bender? <laughs> but no thanks. The internet. It's informative. Mm. It's divisive. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere where you can just hide. And I waste many, many hours watching stupid things on there. And my latest thing is watching guys finishing off concrete. Oh, okay. Why finishing? Just like the, with the brush? No, like the when they're smoothing it out. Yeah, right in. and it, I, it's a talent. Some I people are good at it. I don't know what aren't. it is, but I can for hours just sit there watching dudes <laughs> doing concrete, pouring Satisfying. concrete. And I think... Why don't we get you... Scotty's doing that at the moment. I know. Why don't you do it in real I life? That I, could be, I could be earning money doing this. I mean, it would be a lot harder work than sitting here with a zinger box <laughs> watching him do it. Why don't you just go there with a zinger box in real life yeah, watch and watch? Life. You don't need yeah, to help out. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. I don't know what it is. It's just so satisfying. I reckon there'd be competitions. Oh, yeah. Who does the, yeah, the best, best concrete? Be, yeah, yeah. Mm. Watch them live. Yeah. Thanks. No, thanks. Continuation of Family Movie Night continues and my daughter wanted to get into some horror. She wanted to be scared. And we did Cloverfield and she loved it. Woman exploded right in front of her. What's that about? Mm. Giant monster that attacks New York all in uh, found footage. Right. True story. True story. Documentary. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> she had no problems with that. So I was mm. like trying to up the ante and I've made a fatal... Are you trying to scare her? She wants to be scared. She wants to watch a horror. <laughs> and I've made a fatal error because we watched the 90s seminal classic... Arachnophobia. Mm, couldn't watch that one. I heard about the toilet thing. Now, what I've realised is a giant lizard from outer space, not that scary because it's not going to happen. But tiny spiders that kill you when you drink from your Pepsi cup, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, if it's, if it's plausible, that's what makes it scary. Every house, every room needs to have a spider check now and every spider check before we go to bed under the beds. And like they were... It was from the Amazon. It was a mutated spider that bit a house, and now they, that's why they were killing it. It's not real. Have you told her that you don't like doing the spider removal? You're not a big fan, are you? Oh, I'm just, this is for Kat, so Kat says oh. thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.